0: Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? Do you wanna take your hunting skills to the next level, but didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Uh, uh, we are happy to have you. Welcome to the Bone Cave today. Um, it is, uh, um, I don't know, we usually don't tell dates. I won't say the dates, but it is late winter right now. And it's one of those seasons where um, everybody, you know, it's just like it's the end of March. It's not spring yet, is it? No.
1: Mm, first day of spring just happened as uh, we're recording this, yeah.
0: Yesterday. What yep. oh, was that? Was yesterday the first day of spring? It was. It's
1: early okay. spring at the bone cave in Spearface, face equal south daylight, Dakota. Equal darkness the same 12 hours of each. That's pretty and, cool. And uh, the time of year for us anyway, when it's 72 one day and then snows the next day. And then it's 70 degrees and it snows again.
0: Yeah, because I came home and, and we'd had some yard work done and it was really looking good. And then I woke up the next morning, it was white. And then this morning I got up and it was warm again. So we we have that bipolar effect right yeah. now.
1: So. Yeah, it's still winter arguing with spring <laughs> and seeing <laughs> exactly. who's going to win. Eventually summer will, but it's been pretty dry.
0: Yeah, we, we could use some more moisture. So anyway, welcome to the Bone Cave. I'm Brian Mayman, founder of Rolling Bones out outdoors. Today we are going to talk about the disciplines of shooting extended range and we're doing this in the shadow of our first a little bit I guess of light but more of the shadow of our first shooting school that just got done over the weekend. Brandon Neal, Brad Dana and myself uh, just did a school in St. George, Utah. We had nine students and um, they all did an incredible job um, all but one of them, actually, I shouldn't say that all but three of them had never shot more than maybe once or twice. And then the other three had shot some, but not a tremendous amount. And, um, I would say one had shot m- more than, uh, no, probably not more than average. Um, the, the, the average we live with career military though. Wow. Yep. When career say, military. when
1: you say shot just maybe once or twice, what do you mean? Maybe shot
0: a rifle once or twice. Totally? We, yeah, totally. We always ask. Wow. And, and so one of the gals, um, she was, uh, I, I would say she was a gypsy soul. Um, wonderful, wonderful person. Um, and, uh, um, well, I, I think, I think her dad listening would probably say,
1: I what, a, what, is, a, good what is a gypsy soul? Well, actually I kind of like that. Yeah. Well, there's
0: a song, I can't steal that. Um, yeah. but there's a song by Zach Brown, you know, and he, it's one of his lyrics in there. The Zach Brown brand. Yeah. 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 I love and, the Zach Brown. Yeah. Me too. And anyway, is that song? Um, and, uh, anyway, you should all go listen yeah. to that. It's an amazing song. <laughs> Uh, but she's a gypsy soul and, um, she doesn't like hunting. She doesn't, uh, like eating meat. She's a vegetarian. Uh, she goes to, uh, San Francisco
2: school of art.
1: (laughs) And she was at the shooting school. She was at the shooting school.
0: So it was
2: a family weekend. It was really cool. It was, it was, it was different, different, different in any, in a lot of ways than most of our schools, because. These guys were not big hunters, but they were into that. They wanted to learn safety and the mechanics of firearms. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, so it was different in that respect too. First shooting school of the year. Wow,
1: thanks for and, taking me, by the way. And, and yeah,
0: right. <laughs> and so, Dad, um, the uh, Dad Brian, he said, uh, "Hey, let's go to um, a shooting school for spring break." So they flew in, the whole family, and we had an incredible time with them and it was really good. Now, that's not going to be the focus of today's podcast, but we are in um, uh, just in the all of that. And as I'm looking through my book here, um, the curriculum book for some of the notes I took. But anyway, um, so today we're going to talk about that and, um, and those disciplines of shooting. And what made me think of it is that here's this young lady. Gypsy soul, shot a gun one time, okay? And um, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to put you on the line with me. And then she had an 18-year-old brother, and, I, and I, I enjoy working with the kids, the younger people, and then the dad. And so, and then we split everybody up because we have three range officers on there or, uh, um, or uh, um, you know, extended range shooting coaches. And so it was Brad, Brandon, myself. And um,
2: this young gal, by far, by far, um, well, her brother did really well her too. Her brother did; re- he was setting up. He was helping people find targets through their gun. That's one of the big, big things that people struggle target with: target acquisition. Target acquisition. Okay. And uh, you know, sometimes you get re- uh, the farther out you go, just the harder it is if you're sure. not used to doing it. And the brother, who I don't think he spent any time, much oh, time, about the same behind a, a gun, and he was he was helping. So anyway,
0: school. so so she was coachable or teachable and at the end of the day um she uh, was working a 18 by 22 24 inch plate she was working it like it was her job wow with that bullet at how far 1100 yards no 11
1: way
2: Football no fields way. away. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so 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 oh.
0: so our our school's what we do, our academies, shooting academies, they're not a long range school. What they are is they're an extended range hunting, uh, um, application. It's a hunting academy, and we want to show you how to take the have the right approach to the game. And so I thought we'd talk about. We thought yeah, we'd talk. It's about a, that It's today. an
1: amazing the diversity of people that come. You know, I mean, you don't have to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, halfway down the road to being a sharpshooter or a you know a sniper to even you know take this, you could start from scratch.
0: That's exactly start right. From scratch we do. That's- so <laughs> so so I thought we'd go through it's that pretty today. Exciting. And in the curriculum, okay, in the curriculum. So let's take let's take all of our all of you today through a little journey of what we're doing. Our mission is to provide the tools and training uh, and motivation to dramatically improve your marksmanship and confidence while shooting and hunting. That, that's our mission at this thing, and that's, that's what we start every single class with, and that's what we want to help people become. And uh, we obviously touch on safety, but when we go into this, we let them know that there's, there's quite a lot to um, getting this put together, and it starts with the rifle, obviously. Um, you, you can't shoot 500 yards with a shotgun, effectively, maybe. I doubt it. <laughs> Um, It starts with the rifle. And so we go through that specifically, and I found it interesting um, because when we build these rifles, now when they come to this um, entry-level class with us, we have all our rifles there. They're all set up. They're ready to roll. So we take a lot of the um, failure touch points out
2: of the – My analogy – Yes. Is for horse trainers. You would get this, wouldn't you, being a horse trainer from Waverly, Iowa? Probably once I hear the you, analogy. You don't want to start, if you're a green rider, you don't want to ride a green horse. You want to ride a dead broke horse if you're a green rider. Right. And uh, that it, it's easier if you have something that's set up and works and everything's properly set up and it's... Well, I have to tell you, this is an int- that's an interesting analogy,
0: because even maybe as, and I don't know, because I don't want to say I am, but maybe someone that grew up on a horse farm that would be a little bit more of an accomplished rider, I still like a dead, broke horse. <laughs> There's nothing better than a horse that's well-mannered. Right, but, but okay, s- and, s- and six-year-old
2: so, kid, we're going to get him a colt. To learn on, no, and they'll grow up together. No, 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 no. That's when you get a 24-year-old horse that's raced barrels, and you can team rope off it. It heads, it heels that's what you want to put your your three-year-old kid on exactly. i know it's tall mm-hmm. uh, but we, we can and get him the, in the stirrup and when the saddle <laughs> slides to the side he stops, he stops.
1: <laughs> right so so in your analogy then the rifle is like the horse yeah oh, my
2: rifle the rifle is like the horse that's, that's
0: actually a really good analogy and so what i'm actually telling you if you're listening is even if you shot a bunch sometimes having a good horse helps I, I like,
2: I like a dead broke horse too. <laughs> I'm telling uh, you. Hey, you, you take lightning here. No, I want sugar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. And, and the funny thing is, is because when you lay down on that range and you start shooting at three, four, five, six, seven hundred 700 yards, don't you want the proper muscle memory and feedback from what you're, you're mounted with, which obviously um, is the rifle here. Cause we're getting you behind a rifle. And so it all starts with the rifle and we break that down specifically for people. Uh, know, do they
1: bring their own? Can they bring their own? Or do you supply?
0: They, you know, in, that, in the level one school, they can bring their own. Um, we, uh, we prefer them not to and we discourage it when they get it here. A lot of times people bring them in, well, I want to set my rifle up because I don't know how to handle my scope and all that. And Friday night we go through that specifically, and we will do that for them. What we find is most people bring 270 or uh, uh, 7 millimeters, 300s, unbraked rifles. A lot of rifles, 300s. We get. Big, big caliber because that's what they think they need to do to shoot a mile away or, a hundred or 700 yards away. And then it's, uh, the wheels fall off the bus. Um, I should, I should. Oh, you know what? I'll post some video today. I have a video. Um, I'll post it without. Uh, um, actually, I'll post it with, uh, uh, with the volume. But uh, it's the rifles going off. I videotaped it, and you can't imagine these rifles. They they, they make a big boom. They don't even kick. And and it's just like it, it's crazy. So we had
2: everybody set up with six creedmores and, and they're and all
1: identically prepared.
2: Identical. Yeah, they're just all set up. Yep. Uh, and. and a couple of things. First of all, they're adjustable so that everybody... We have them adjusted to fit people, which is nice. Um, that helps solve a lot of problems, right? Um, same thing. You don't want to get on your horse with your strips too long or too short, right? Correct. Um, so the rifles are set up. They have really good scopes. Most... You know, a lot of people aren't used to having a the quality of scope that you deserve and need. Um, they function properly. You know, the, the glasses is really clear which is quite frankly it's nice but that's not the necessity out of the deal they work um, they've got parallax they've got reticles that we specifically like and they've got turrets and the turrets track they're re- they're return repeatable. to zero yep. repeatable um, so it's reliable repeatable effective and efficient you know
1: yep and so they've never seen these rifles probably but you spend time that first evening going over this going yep. over the rifles that's where yep. you start
0: yep, yep. So what we do is we go over the rifles, then we go over the optics, and then we explain how the two are married and matched, and um, and then give a real a, a deep education on the rifle optics. So with the rifle, we go over the receiver, the barrel, the rifling twist and rates, and then the stock and how they're all matched. And then with the scopes, we go over the erector tube, the ocular lens, and the objective lens. And then we go over the um, vertical turret, the horizontal turret, the vertical turret, and the parallax. And we explain all of that to them. I would say
2: way more than not, most people have never focused their scope properly when they get here for the first school. Is that fair? Yeah, we see people
0: that hunt and shoot. It's such a good point. We see people that have hunted all their lives and shoot a tremendous amount, and they've never learned how to focus their reticle to their own eye. And everybody's eye is different. You know what I'm saying? And so they get there, and uh, um, because I can't see from Shinola now up close at 52 years old. And that happened to me about 47 um, actually, I just ordered two new pair of glasses today. Uh, whatever, that just pisses me off. So, anyway, um, uh, it, uh, yeah, I mean. So, it, what,
1: what do you think are, like, the things, the most common misconceptions that people bring with them with regard to their rifles? What are the things that you see most commonly?
0: A Tasco can make it work. A $500, a $500 baseline Leupold will do the job.
2: Um, Or insert not uh, a four hundred dollar X scope is with all the knobs and twisty things. Uh That's what I need. It's got all the stuff like. Oh yeah,
0: they buy a Bobby Lee Schwager scope um, from Shields um, in their budget. uh, I would say that's a big one. That's a big one, and
2: I would say caliber is another big one. That and uh,
0: and here's why it's a mistake, and 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 it's not it's not that the scope necessarily won't do it. It's just that they don't they don't understand or know the scope. So they might have, um, you know, it might be MOA, or it might be mils. Okay, um, it might be uh, an eighth, a minute, uh, or um, the, it might be quarter minute, or it might be a third minute. We've had
2: eighth of a minute scopes show up, and no, those are harder to work the, with because you just gotta. Oh you got to twist and twist and
0: twist, and, and that's more of a bench rifle precision hole shooting sure. scope, you know, yep. um, because you want that micro adjustment for w- w- one eighth of a minute.
1: Competitive shooting, that kind of thing. Yeah, we have
2: in in its own vertical. Does
1: yep. that make
0: sense? Yep. Yeah.
2: That's 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 one big thing. Another yep. thing is is caliber, and a lot of people uh, sometimes, especially right now, it's weird. That's one of the reasons why it's nice having our guns there, is that people have trouble getting enough ammo. So they buy cheap ammo, cheap ammo to practice with, and then they, okay, this is what I'm going to hunt with. Well, it, we we never do that. We all shoot. Okay, this is our good ammo. We we shoot good ammo. It's all the same ammo. Most of so these
1: everybody gets the same, obviously. Yep, Six, most five. of these
2: guns only have one ammo ever through them. You yeah. know, uh-huh. um, the ammo that works and that's set up for. Got it.
0: So so here's what we do. We we, we talk. The reason the rifle is important is because there's stocks that mitigate um, uh, recoil, and there's stocks that don't mitigate recoil real well. Makes sense. And yep. so stocks, the stock has to be on the right rifle for the right application. The barrel, which is a, the primarily a big thing, is the twist, so it can shoot the right bullet with the right BC. Um, the action, um, and then how true it is if it's fitted good, if it if it's barreled right. Um, So the rifle's an important part of it, the scope is an important part, the ammo is an important part, and then there's one more thing that we always make sure they understand, the trigger. (laughs) Because the trigger, we see people bring their rifle, and maybe they have a good rifle, okay? So consequently, they bought a good rifle, but they have a scope, and it's a good scope, but it doesn't have the right reticle or the right turret. So there's a formula here. With the scope, it needs the right reticle, reason it needs the right turret. With the the rifle, it needs the right stock, the right barrel twist, the right action, and it needs to be
2: precise. Right length of pull, right cheek weld, ability to obtain cheek weld, all that stuff. We look at all that and try to get everybody set up with all that stuff. A lot of people show up with a gun with too long of a a length of pull, no way can they get the cheek weld the way they're set up. You know, they got a big, great big drop in their comb. Or they're shooting
0: a bullet that doesn't match the twist of their barrel. Right. And we can't get those two organized to even have enough, as uh, as Brad would call it, the noise of the gun, you know? Um, The noise of the gun or the accuracy, applied accuracy of what... It's basically how efficient is that gun at shooting that particular bullet, right? Um, Everyone has a...
2: Certain spread,
1: right? Yeah, and it's just not tuned together.
2: Right. right. Yeah, be a good example would be yeah, tuning your bow. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. can't... You can't shoot this ammo, and then broadheads and field points, and they don't. You know, pick your ammo, pick your. But if somebody does bring
1: their own rifle, do you let them shoot it? You know, we've in the past we've
2: had that was the way the schools were set up, and we've significantly modified the schools right now. You still can, sure, Um, but uh, if you don't, if you don't have enough, if if you don't have the right setup, you don't get nearly as much from the school. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm frustrated. I'm trying to figure out. Um, okay, I, I, yep. I can shoot a 12 inch group at 300, and that's not an exaggeration. But, we get a lot of that. Wow, um, you, you know if they and if they get beat on, a lot recoil is a big thing. A lot of people just get beat on. By the time we make it and to that's 300 yards, no. Yeah. By the time they make it to 300 yards, and, and surprisingly, um, you know we we see, I've had big, I've had guys that had six five Creedmoors that if it's not set, if the gun's not set up for them. I've literally seen them shoot right hand, left hand, switching, because they were just getting beat on. Yeah. It's no fun getting beat yeah. on. It's fun going out and having fun. And yeah. you just take the shot. You don't think about the recoil. You don't flinch.
1: Um, the
0: risk you have of bringing your own rifle yeah. is that you're going to spend more time at an extended range shooting academy learning how to turn the um, bolts On your scope and your rifle, and adjust it and try to work around making it work, then you are spending time developing your right approach the right application so you can leave with the right attitude and understanding yeah. and that makes perfect of how sense. you shoot. Yeah. And so what we've done is we've migrated away from or I, I don't want to say we don't want you to do it because we encourage them, but we let them know that we're going to have to do that at lunch or right. afterwards for a little bit or get sure. there early because we, we want to focus on uh, bare, burning your eye to that reticle. Learning how to apply that reticle to your target, learning how to get your breathing in sync with your squeeze, so we can develop this muscle memory that applies accuracy downrange for better results in awning scenario. Right, makes sense. Yeah, Uh, and so you know, having said that, say all that that was pretty good. (laughs) Martin would be like, "Holy
1: shit. (laughs) Having said all that, you know, if if somebody did, you know, bring their own firearm, then but you you would be able to tell them this is this is not right. You should. Brad treats him like
0: <laughs> shit, and kind of, uh, you know, he <laughs> on him, and he, he's like, uh, he rolls his nose out. I, I embrace him and love him because that's the kind of person I am. But you know, he's like, but I, I, he's I like, do not. But, but like,
1: they will. They, but they could come away from the shooting my, academy knowing. Br- Brian, more about Lapp,
2: more. Brian laughs because once in a while I'm like, dude, that's a sweet <laughs> 270 that you got, and uh, great scope, and you got. 12 dollar mounts on it that that, (laughs) that works brad does not know how to
0: brad i I have i have audio (laughs) on video this week this weekend that brad does not know the word tactful delivery (laughs) of marginal content he just he just absolutely on their party yeah yeah, Um, no are you me those (laughs) scopes you're going to put that rings
1: on them what did you wake up and and take a dumb pill i think we went down this road in a previous podcast so (laughs) to just to veer it back off you know anyway back on the course whatever whatever. so bleep here's the reality
2: some people show up and they got to rest on their bow Uh, the analogy would be they got to rest on their bow for finger shooting and they're trying to sh- drop an arrow in with a, with a sight on their bow that you, a slider that you go up and shoot 130 yards. You can't do it. Yeah. So sometimes you, yeah. people show up with stuff that the bottom line is they'll, work.
1: they'll know more things about their own rifle than they knew 100%. before. 100%. Well,
0: just shooting, if they don't bring, I think, I think what you're trying to get us to say is even if they don't bring their own, they're going to learn so much about what they can do with their own rifles. They're going to develop right. a, a knowledge and knowledge base and understanding of how to apply this to every rifle in their gun cabinet. Does that make sense?
1: That makes perfect so,
2: sense. So here's a, f- a fun story. My buddy, he shoots a 270. Loves his 270. He's got a he's got a system. He likes his thin mountain rifle barrel. He likes a wood stock. He likes a magazine bottom metal. Uh, and yes, Brian knows exactly you're talking about Jason. So. Jason has his does system. Does Jason listen to this? I, I think he does. Yeah, yeah I love you, S- Jason.
0: S- <laughs> and then he puts a it, then he puts a can on
2: the end of it this long. Oh yep, my word! And he puts no a way. scope
0: like uh, like Bobby Lee Swagger. And but he's got the right Jason's come uh, up
2: with his own system, and it works for Jason now. Wow, he's got he's got everything's can He's like he's like I might have a rule. There's no shooting a rifle on my ranch without a can. After I even, don't think I he mean,
0: actually <laughs> talks like that. It's kind of it's kind of South Dakota rancher slow. South that was a little Oklahoma hill. Southern, yeah. That was a little Bruce from Oklahoma. <laughs> <high street. laughs> that was.
2: We, were t- we had a little Texas Texas yeah. swing going on there. <laughs> anyway. anyway, but he's got his own protocol. And I remember talking to him. I go, hey, buddy, have you ever tried 150s through there? And he goes, no, I like the 130s. And I said, well, try the 150s. You might. I, I, I think the way your gun's set up, it'll, it'll like those 150s better. And he's got a target out there. He's like, can you believe this? My 150s dropped less at 500. I, I, actually, Jason, yep. I can believe it.
0: He's <laughs> like, not only can we believe it, it might be why one of the things we did was suggested. Or not yeah, me. It but, be. <laughs> but but could But that's what, you know, it's funny because um, my son for uh, – this uh what are they called science fairs here oh you're right right right. um years ago I, i mean when he was in grade school they had to come up with a science fair project and he was my little shooter he loved to go shoot prairie dogs with me and he shot at 223. And I used to tell him, I said, well, this bullet with a better BC that weighs heavier is going to go further and carry, uh, is going to be flatter than this little bullet that has a terrible BC and that's going to run out of energy faster. What's BC, Dad? And, yeah, ballistic coefficiency. So anyway, so we did his, uh, which is this week in the spear, in the town of Spearfish because we have our bookkeeper. His son had to be at the science fair today. Oh, yeah. I remember being up there, but Lucas and I did this big project on ballistics, and um, and people don't understand what Brad just said. It, it it just isn't always about the lightest bullet, and it's not always about the biggest caliber, and it's not always about the most magnifying sc- scope. It's you know there's. Uh, there's some equalizers to this equation and we try to teach those
1: right that's awesome does that make sense yeah totally makes sense so so you spend the first evening you know you're going over the rifle the optics
0: yeah reticle turret parallax elevation of windage how it works what it applies how it works down lane a down range MOAs, how those MOAs work, get somebody taught. It's so funny. Minutes of angle. Yep, minutes of angle. So it's so funny because this young lady um, zeroing and adjusting your scope with minutes of angle. Uh, Brad does a whole thing on that. And by the way, you did a great job. On the distance to the target and the radius. Um, that was really good because I use that clock analogy oh, good. <laughs> um, all the time. 360, it's like a t- clock with minutes sure, on it. Sure. And you just put that in there. Perfect. Found some scientific it
1: Took a
2: shit that
0: supported <laughs> so it. So to speak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So
0: anyway, we just go through this. And, and it's funny because Brad always says uh, on the opening night, you know, when we go through the class, you tomorrow by the end of the day, you will not be talking in inches of misses. We'll just clicks. be talking in short beginning, Yeah. And you're going to be talking minutes. That young lady, I, I said uh, on one, I said, you were a minute and a half right of target. And she goes, she says, I think it was closer to two minutes. Wow. <laughs> and I'm sa- I, said, I, I, I said, I was videotaping. I go, okay, then give me two minutes. And then she gave me two minutes and overcompensated hit on the left side of the target. <laughs> and I said, I like your call. That's great. But did you see? I said, You're shooting accurately enough that my call was better. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: <laughs> but she was figuring it out in her she head.
2: Said, she, she had it. She, man. Was, she was an amazing, amazing student. Um, I think I she's a re- very smart girl. That's I, just I a really great liked story. her. Yeah. So, you know, she came in. You, you never know. I mean, every class walks in because these guys showed up. And, and uh, it's just a super fun, a super fun group, but you know she's young, she's kind of a little wild or whatever, a gypsy spirit. Is that what a you call it? Gypsy soul. soul. <laughs> a gypsy, gypsy soul. soul. And uh, she was tearing it up, but she was really engaged. I didn't know. I was can like, Can you open
0: oh. this segment with uh, with uh, a gypsy
2: soul? <laughs> I don't by,
1: think I can clear it. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> you don't
2: think so? Hey. Dude, we're going to talk to Dez because he's like a singer, and he was all in. These guys loved our theme song.
1: Oh, no kidding.
2: Yeah, they did. They were all (laughs) into uh, Dr. Hook and the cover of the Rolling Bones. It was not. We're oh. gonna we're gonna talk to Des because he's oh, a, he's boy. a singer. Can <laughs> he, we, he's can gonna we, do a cover. Can we not? Let's stop this. Podcast, and and, and Rad's he liked it too. He was jamming with me. We had we had the group sing along out there. It was I bet awesome. you love that, Brian. <laughs>
0: this is going somewhere fast. Bad.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, it's the uh, song. Uh,
0: the song. Just so everybody knows, is one of my favorite by him. It's called Colder Weather. By Zac Brown and um, got a gypsy soul to blame. Got a
1: gypsy soul, soul to blame. To blame. Yep.
0: yep, and that's one of the lyrics in the song. And I say she's a gypsy soul because she just kind of had that gypsy soul. Yeah. And uh, um, and I think a lot of people would, w- when a gal like this with some of the piercings she had would come into um, a room, they might stereotype her and seg- you know, put her in this sector and say, no, can't do it. And we were a little concerned that first night because she just didn't want to be around dead animals and that type of stuff. But when we got to the range the next day, as she yep. shot and got her confidence, I'm telling you, it was like a race car with a driver oh, that figured out that, that they could make this sucker run and they yeah, could win. Yeah. And it gives me goosebumps talking yeah, about it right now. Yeah. It just, I
1: know that feeling, it, yeah, when you get out to the range and it just hits you. Oh, start, you start man. going, man. You just it, love it. So these, She kicked ass. <laughs> so this was, a, this was a corporate
2: school, and this guy just took the whole school. Yeah. yeah he brought his, his family whole family it was really really wow. neat because he wow. brought his whole family his best friend from the Air Force academy and uh his wife Yep. and the the ladies they were buddies and <laughs> they were just so sweet um wow, so it was really neat. Yep. I really enjoyed this class um, so 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 there's a
0: few things there's a few things that I would say that we see that people um consistently run into issues old shooters young shooters and new shooters when we get behind long range they get anxious which they rush their squeeze and they rush their bolt cycle
2: we uh, we, we had a lot of rushed bolt cycles it doesn't ever seem like there's a lot
0: of rush squeezes we we we, we <laughs> notoriously it. see we notoriously see rush bolt cycles because people get you know they they get they get so excited and they just want to Oversteer that cart, you know, and they want to get going really fast, and so that's one of the things I would say we see a lot of, wouldn't you? Yep. And when cheek I say weld. rush, what rush squeeze? We see jerk squeezes, Your jerks, flinches.
2: booger flicking, or whatever flicking, call it. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Um, um, cheek weld is just, a huge one. Yeah. They, 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 nobody ever shows up with a good cheek weld. No. Nope. Uh, a lot of people don't show up with the proper eye relief. A lot of people have the length of pull jacked up on their gun. Um, trigger so we work on those things Got trigger it. setup. Yep. a lot of people have uh show up with their own gun and their triggers just breathing not. control respiratory first
0: yeah. our first hour is on breathing control and the dynamics of a good squeeze a good clean a good clean trigger break right yep and uh um because we want that um and and choking choking their trigger most people choke their trigger. They want to reach in there
2: and wrap it all right. the way around with their finger. Yeah. Yep. And they want to choke that sucker out. Uh, so when do you grabbing go, the stock? They twist the stock. That's another when one.
1: do you go out on the range then? Is that the next morning? Next morning next right day, away. All o'clock A.M. all day. All day.
2: All day at the range. First yep. hour we're dry firing
0: and getting them comfortable. Dry and, firing, huge. And the guys that say, I don't need this Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) they're they're the ones that traditionally need it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One fact, we
1: did a podcast on that episode 57 dry firing techniques.
0: Yep, exactly. And then um, I, I would say the other thing that we see now, we've cured this with our scopes. But when people would bring their own rifles with their own scopes and they do, one of the things we see is um, uh, the mounting of the scopes. They don't understand the difference between low, medium, and high rings, what it does for them, how many minutes um, of their base they had. They don't compensate for it. So a lot of times, we have a scope to see. I mean, you could run your thumb underneath uh, between the bell and the, the barrel. The barrel, and, yep. and when we get them there, just to go back to what Brad said about the cheek weld, they're, they're messed up because they've never, they've been playing bobblehead their whole life and now all of a sudden they're on this scope and they didn't even know what their length of pull was or their eye relief measurement was based on, you know, the size of them as a human.
2: Yeah, I would say addressing the gun is another problem. Most people, uh, well, most people aren't used to shooting even prone. You know, we try to take everybody off prone like our, our uh, more advanced schools. We do very little prone. But that to me that analogy is like when you shoot a bow, you want to keep that – no matter if you're in a tree stand, you always try to keep everything the same. If you're angling down, you try to keep that that whole setup. You yeah, know, your anchor point has to be point, consistent. Your anchor point, your release, you know, right. it has to be in the same yep. place. So um, I think a lot of people get a lot of help with that. Nice wide base. Just um, everything.
1: So if you're a beginner in the beginner academy, then you're shooting from prone position mostly.
2: Mostly, yep.
0: Yeah, it's 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 ninety percent. We shoot a little bit from a saddle, a hog saddle. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a little bit of that. But mostly, it's prone position because we just want to entrench that muscle memory of where that gun meets your uh, your cheek. Get the parallax, get everything done. Target acquisition seems to be easier when you're prone and you don't have you have a lot more stability. And it creates that understanding what stability should be because the minute you alienate the prone position and go to other shooting positions, then you're gonna then you should actually in your mind be looking for oh how do I get back to the same stability yeah. that i realized when
2: i was prone mm-hmm. does that make sense yep and depending upon that's the class a lot of, of times yeah mm-hmm. a lot of times we'll do a uh a dot drill where we do a rapid fire dot drill with an ar that's really fun mm-hmm. we, we didn't do that this last weekend but people really enjoy that gives you uh, if you have if you don't have a good uh cheek weld and uh then it's really hard to do that because that's quick five uh, five shot group at five yards Oh, wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> <That's> really, it, <laughs> that's it's really – it's crazy. It's a lot of so fun. So
0: what <laughs> would you say, Brad, in wrapping up today, what would you say that um, that you would say the, the three biggest things you see that they get from the course when they walk away from the beginning? They come in on average, not just one, but would you say, like, these are the three biggest things I see that people walk away from when they come to um, a, a shooting academy? Well,
2: number one is confidence. Um, I like that. They definitely are more confident when they leave than when they showed up. Um, two, I would say is competent uh, uh, confidence and competence. Because I, I think everybody always has left um, significantly more skilled than when they showed up. And, uh, and knowledge, just a knowledge base. I mean, just simple stuff like cheek weld, like uh, focusing the reticle. Um, you know, most people have never seen a scope with that show up at those. They, most people don't have a scope with a parallax on it. In a, in a different world from here,
0: I have an entire presentation I used to do for tens of thousands of people a week all over the country. It was called the three C's of business. And it was competence, confidence, compensation. <laughs> because if you become competent, gotcha. then you'll have the confidence. Then you can get compensated. And so when you say that, it makes me laugh because competence equals confidence equals meat in the freezer. Well, compensation, the payoff.
2: <laughs> yeah, pay and I think it. Uh, how many people um, when we were <laughs> when we were going on this trip, how many people I would say the fun factor is increased because we get a lot of people that they they just this is this becomes addictive um, I want to shoot. I see that. I mean, I can sure see that. We we had a we had a somebody who came to their first shooting school ever last year. He had a three hundred short mag. I think that was the gun he traveled all over. He's got half a slam. He's got he's got a lot of animals. He's chasing the uh, the NA twenty nine right, and uh, he's got his own range now. And he's setting up this range and he's calling us and talking to us, and uh, he just. He, loves it It, i mean it's just like how many people do we know that they just get into it yeah and i think it's a good pastime too so that's not that doesn't have anything to do with confidence competence and knowledge maybe a little bit but but yeah yeah i mean i think that's neat too because i think it's a it's a pretty neat sport to do and uh you know you can spend time with your family doing it so, so your third, your, your, your third, your third th- thing was knowledge. 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 What are your th- What are your big things, three big things that yeah, people it's leave? It's funny.
0: You, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking because you influenced me to change my thought a little bit and think a little bit deeper in this. Um, I would say, number one, I see that target acquisition, even from a good shooter, becomes a lot better by the end of the day. Because we're running around from 400 to 500 to 700 to 1,000 to 800 and then back down to 600, and they have to pay attention to and they start getting into wanting to follow their shot. And so I see target acquisition being right. a, a one thing that I see get developed in people. Right. The other thing I see get developed in people is that um, by – Oh, three, four hours in, they're starting to recognize their own mistakes with trigger pull, yep, well, and and jerking or, or or looking around real quick. They're not staying into the scope, so their approach to the gun starts getting developed. They get a stronger right. approach. Yep, does that make sense? Sure. That was number two, and and number three, um, I would just say their overall confidence, like you said, yeah.
2: that they just I watch them go. You know, at the end of the
0: day, they're like, I got this stuff, man. This ain't no problem.
2: Well, at the end of the day, they're spotting their own <laughs> shots. They are. They're telling that th- us. That first morning, nobody's spotting anything. Yeah.
0: At 100 yards, they're like, they want to cry. The training wheels are falling off. Some of them, at the end of the day, at seven, 800 yards, they are like, oh, I got it. Yep. And so I would say those are the three things that I see. Man. And uh, it's it's just really fun. I I I always go into – shooting school season a little begrudgingly because seeing these days get long and having done conferences for 30 years. right? Sometimes I have these little pouty sessions about myself. When can I not have to do this? And then I go do something like this and I go, you know what? When you have the knowledge to influence a better outcome for somebody, isn't it almost a biblical concept that you're supposed to be sharing that stuff?
2: You know what I'm saying? And so it's kind of like a diplomat in an art. If you're a yeah. diplomat in implantology, you're supposed to share it with others. We're sharing it. We're definitely sharing yeah. it. And, yeah. and people, it's it's a game changer for people. And it
0: gives me, and the number one thing it does for me is it gives me a ton of energy at the end of them <laughs> to go, dude, this is, I get filled up by the people's, um, uh, I guess, expression and reaction to their own. Uh, Results,
2: yeah, sure.
1: If you're, you know, if you're a hunter, then um, is there specific things that you do to help them hunt? Like, are you uh, simulating any circumstances they would meet in the field? Wind, yeah. um, windage. So that that really comes wind. at level two. That yeah. that comes. That's at the level my two next course. Course. level <laughs> two is a
2: game changer, man. Level two is in your. I lo- I lo- simulating. A I lot love more. level two because we get to play a little bit with that too. We we, we get to participate to a certain extent. <laughs> And that's a selfish reason <laughs> but anyway but but, but well, you get it no, you get it you get a okay target acquisition there's nothing like target acquisition and yeah the, you're running I mean, around in right, the right, mountains right. you're shooting off sticks you're shooting exactly. shooting with the buddy, your but buddy's if, helping support you you're you know yeah, i mean it's, it's unbelievable, just a total game stuff. changer but yeah uh, your your confidence and your competence obviously that helps, sure. Um, in level one, but level two is 100%, I would tell you 100%. pure and, and, hunting. And I'm sure,
1: Brian, you were going to go over this, but you have uh, three different levels of shooting school. Actually, you've got more than that.
2: Yeah, w- so we do,
0: we do uh, level one, we do a level two, and then we do an Argali Club um, school, and those are for guys that have been through level one and two. And level two has, has a little bit of uh, – there, there's some ambiguity to it in the fact that it's dynamic and ever-changing um, the level two. And so uh, we're always evolving that. But what I see is if people go, hey, I've shot a bunch. I don't need level one. I'm coming to level two. I bought a rifle from G gun company, said gun company, right? They come out here and they go right to level two. They are the epitome of the kid that's dragging the class down. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's totally not their does. fault. They're great people. They're great shoot. They, they could be great shooters. It's just that they haven't developed that approach to the rifle that we're talking about. Yeah. We're working through choking their finger, you know, choking the trigger. Leveling the
2: gun. Le- you know, leveling the gun yeah. is important in level two. So it's important golly. for
1: those listening to know that uh, mm-hmm. if you fall in that category, remember, it may be best to start at level one.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: here's the thing. We, look at Brian Wolfe. Now he's an accomplished shooter, okay, um, and in and, and no, he's got a couple pitfalls. One, he's from uh, Muscatine, Iowa, okay. So um, <laughs> uh, because if he was from, if he'd been from like where I was from Iowa, he'd be a little bit more superior, but. You know the river people. You know he is. He's a little bit of the river rat, Iowa guy. You know what I'm saying? But I love him because he's still a hashtag Iowa brother. I'm good with that. Okay, but he is. You're right. You're right. He's a little bit of the river rat. Okay. Then the second he's gonna be listening to this. (laughs) And then the second thing. The second thing about Brian that's kind of compromised. Okay, is that um, I don't know. I'm just thinking of something. His name. Yeah. His his friend Brian. Yeah. um, No. Anyway. (laughs) So. But no. Seriously. In all seriousness. So Brian's an accomplished shooter. He's been to, I think, four level ones. No, this year will be his fourth level one. And and I said, Brian, you're coming to level one again. And he brings people all the time. He goes, every time I come to level one, I think I got it ready for level two. And he goes, when I get to level two, I wish I would have spent another day at a level one. Um, because I, and, and his buddy just, Hoot
2: told me something similar to that yeah, too. He
0: just challenges himself cause Steve's the same way. And these, the, actually the two of them have been to two yeah. or three level ones. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. yeah. I don't want to leave yeah. Hoot out. So yeah.
0: Anyway, um, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. More,
1: more on the shooting schools too. in the academies under the courses tab on the website too, Rolling Bones. Uh, dot com. You can find more information.
0: Which you need to get all that shit cleaned up and even make it better with this new academy and put some of this stuff in. Bleep, what are you waiting for? So anyway,
1: are <laughs> you got a gun to my head? <laughs> yeah. So I, you know what? We, no. no. We,
2: if if you're listening to this and you have an interest in these shooting schools, probably get a hold of us because we're probably almost full, if not full, for the summer. But you know, in case we do another class or something, never know what the year holds. Um, they are a. They are. Just a blast. They are super, super fun, super fulfilling, in my opinion, and I get, I you know, yeah. I can do them a lot.
1: Yeah. Sure.
0: So that's what we're going to do. We want to educate you on how to use your rifle and your optics. When you leave here, you can go do this again with a bigger caliber or a smaller caliber. We want to help you understanding what optics and rifle to choose, what bullets to choose, why we use it. And guess what? The other thing is is we build relationships with these people that came in and we have lifelong relationships and they get our cell phone numbers and they're calling us going, because Brad on the way home was having buddies calling. Okay, now help me with this. I got this. I just got this gun and I got another gun and it's shooting, but I gotta do this, and okay, you just got this out to me. And there there it's just an unbelievable energy that's around the sport and uh, and you don't have to go kill. Uh, you don't have to go spend seventy five hundred dollars hunt elk to have fun doing it, and so um, these shooting schools range anywhere from twelve hundred and fifty bucks up to two thousand dollars, and uh, um, that's your not your lodging, but that's your meals and all your shooting, and it's a lot of fun. So, well, listen, we better wrap this one up. We appreciate you listening today. Here's a quick reminder: be sure to subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcast. You'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many other locations. If this is your first time listening or your 100th time listening, 101th or whatever it is, um, go ahead and give us an honest review. Um, We would like to hear from you. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you like any other topics that you'd like to hear, I should say. Um, We want this podcast to be valuable for you. We want it to uh, deliver content that you go, ooh, what did they just say? Oh, yeah, what's that? Oh, yeah, I got to get back to that. We want to offer service, access, value, and education, no matter if it's the product vertical the adventure vertical the shooting vertical that's what we'd like to do or the application vertical so I always like to remind this it's our exclusive um, uh, hunt hunting expedition layaway plan help H-E-L-P hunting expedition layaway plan pay for your next trip a little at a time until it's time to go hunting that's right for our members we have basically an amortization schedule in our software, that we want to help you budget for your next adventure. You can do this. Um, my first big expedition was to the Ungava territory in Quebec. Uh, and uh, in Was Iowa. it Schwamigan
2: National Forest? That's that's in Wisconsin. <laughs>
0: that's in Wisconsin. <laughs> I wouldn't call that. That's Schwamigan. the Schwamigan, not the Le Schwamigan. <laughs> Schwamigan National Forest. Le Schwamigan. Le, Le, Schwamigan. Le Schwamigan. Le Schwamigan. Le French. So, yes. anyway. Um, and you know what honestly um, i started making payments on that with the outfitter over a year and a half period the next thing i knew i went there and it's something i'm very proud of what we do go ahead check us out at rollingbones.com check out our membership we have something for you we'd love to take you hunting help you with your nuts hunting adventure until next week stay safe be healthy and happy hunting